Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Best of Five Weekly FTC Talk Show, presented by your boys here on twitch.tv slash bestofvshow. And a slightly awkward angle. Hey, what's going on here? Who did these camera angles? Maybe you want me to lean in is what you're saying, right? We can lean like we can both go. Nah, nah, nah. Bring it in. Bring it in, bro. All right. I'm Efren. This is Mike Donka. Some know him as Donka. On Twitter, Das Donka Schiller. He made Top 32 one time, Marvel at Evo. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> Joined as always, we have Steve Ace King Offsuit Jurek, who is at sunning, tanning even, at the lovely Konzuki estate. This is something that I need after this week. Yeah. Um, in case you don't know, uh, I live in Minnesota, in the <laughs> Twin Cities. We got 20 inches of snow a couple days ago. 20 inches! How many people get 20 inches in a day? Don't answer that. <laughs> Just treat your answers uh, to Ace King Offsuit, slide in those DMs. Don't, um, don't, no sliding in the DMs. <laughs> Steve, DM. you, you deserve those every one of those inches, Steve. Uh, no. John, God. Velociraptor Guerrero, he writes for eventhubs.com. You can follow him at Velociraptor with a 1 and 7 I. Um, hey, John, how you doing, bud? Pretty good. Um, I wanted to know if the uh, the stream thinks I sound any different, because I finally got me one of those fancy-ass Blue Yeti mics. You know what? I'm Hold it up, dog. To, Hold uh, it up. Show, show the world. All right, here we go. It's, uh, it's one of these numbers here. Hey, look at that bad boy. Uh, it's looking good. Thanks, man. It's 20 inches. <laughs> 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 so anyway, uh, tonight on the show we're going to have some recaps as we always do We're going to talk about new King of Fighters characters, you're probably pumped Talk a little bit about it, yeah Yeah, we're going to talk about um, Smash and uh, harassment, it's bad guys Oh man We're also going to talk about, <clears throat> what else happened? The new character, something to that effect? Yeah, at least uh, probably like half of one, at least from the budget look, yeah Jesus We'll get to that. Um, I think you guys are being hard on Falk. What the fuck, guys? And we're also going to talk about the so far announced E-League participants. And then we're going to discuss for at least 45 minutes on how to pronounce some of the names of these characters uh, <laughs> in uh, the new King Fighters roster. All right, guys. Why don't we kick things off with a recap? Let's do that. Uh, we start as we have for the past few weeks with the Gfinity Elite Series. The playoffs began this past weekend. Um, you had Nordavin versus Epsilon, Fnatic versus XL. The word of the day, just like it was the first day of the season, is Mollywop. Both sets end 4-0. Nordavin with the 4-0 over Epsilon. They advance to the semis to take on Ares next week, or this this coming Saturday, I should say. And Fnatic with the 4-0 win over XL, they advance to take on Team Envious. (laughs) I'm getting ahead of you here. Congrats, you're right. Um, We didn't have our alert set up, so I'm going to need an IRL we're blocking here. If you don't know, he's the one that actually recorded it. Wait, so there's none? There's no, no, we have it up now, but we missed zero star, so I need a real one. <sighs> you put me on the spot. <laughs> hey, we're blocking here. <laughs> and here's the clap. Oh, wait, that's not a clap. What's going on here? And that was wonderfully executed. Thank on the spot you. or not, you nailed it. All right. Back to the recap. Thank you, zero star, for the sub. Yes. Uh, let's take it over to a couple of Dragon Ball Fighters tournaments. Uh, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast, both serving as qualifiers for the Summit of Power. Uh, you had Sonic Fox take it at next level. No surprise there. But uh, 
Check out second place, Hook Gang God, the guy everybody's talking about. He is going to the Summit of Power uh, because Sonic Fox is already invited. So congratulations to him. Uh, On the other side of the country, you had, uh, excuse me, that's not right. (laughs) This one? Assuming that one, yeah. That's the one I want. I put them in the order you gave them to me, Steve. Also, time out. We got two new subs. Let's get some claps going, gentlemen. Good old Perrito, Judge Dog. Uh, and that's a shout out to Mike Strikes Back, no relation, presumably, and a Rabbi Chang. Yeah, I don't think having the same first name. <laughs> that's not how it works. It means a lot. All right. Well, uh, shout outs to that. Back to the recap. Yes. Um, yeah, so Wednesday Night Fights was the other qualifier this week. Uh, and that was won by Reynald taking it over 2GB combo in the grand final. So he is going to the summit of power as well. Uh, there is one more qualifier left uh, for that event, and that will be at Combo Breaker in about a month. So get ready for that. Now let's go back to uh, Kuwait for the Kuwait Battle Royal. Uh, this was one of the big tournaments in the Middle East. It's also a Tekken World Tour event this week, or this year, I should say. And that was won by Super Akuma. Uh, he was the favorite going in. Uh, a lot of people expected him to just sort of waltz in. You know, he's the only guy who made uh, the global finals last year. But he had a tough time. He got pushed by Federer. Uh, Saudi player, very strong king player, uh, and then Excellent Tekken Master, player. pretty good, I heard. Uh, and then Tekken Master, a guy you don't normally associate with Tekken, despite the name, uh, was able to reset the bracket on him. Uh, it was it was kind of weird. You had uh, Super Akuma playing Akuma, you had Tekken Master uh, playing Geese, so you had a Capcom fighter and an SNK fighter in a Tekken tournament for the grand final. Hmm. That's about the correct response. <laughs> uh, we have a question <laughs> from the chat for you, Steve. Crescent EXE yep. says, did he just pronounce Royale as Royal? I may have. You know, I'm not, I'm not really... I, I'm, I'm still a little frozen. I'm trying to thaw myself out. So, Steve, Steve, tell him to fuck off and say whatever <laughs> you want to say. How about that? No, I'm not that kind of guy. Uh, you, sometimes, sometimes. I'm a man of the people. I'm a man of the people. I, I got to give the people what they want. And, and that's they deserve the mispronunciation of words. Got it. All right. Someone Back to the please, re- before I start, uh, someone type in the chat how to pronounce the new KOF character. No, please. we're going we're gonna to have fun with that. We're going to ask you to tell us how you think we should pronounce it when we get there. And uh, we'll try to pronounce it based on y'all's spelling, phonetic spelling of it. Great. We're going to pronounce the hell out of it. All right. Back to the recap. All right, let's head back over to the Capcom Pro Tour events this weekend. There were two, one offline, one online. Uh, the offline event was Fighter Spirit over in South Korea, and that was taken by the artist formerly known as Yukadon, Fujimura, uh, taking it over Fudo in the Grand Wait, hold Finals. Wait, When did this dude change his name? Uh... He changed it in the offseason. It was like months ago. Like at least yeah. a couple months back. Damn, dude. That's should... like the fifth time I've mentioned it during the recap this year. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, we even went through call the whole me story out, I'll of call why. You out. Oh, yeah? Man, I should uh, watch this show. Probably should. So, anyway. so should everybody else. It's a pretty good show most of the time. 
Maybe right. not today. <laughs> anyway, back to Fire Spirit 2018. So Fujimura, formerly known as Yukadon, got first. Yes, he did. Taking it over Fudo. You see Tokido tied for fifth. Strong showing for him. Uh, but it's the first time he didn't make grand finals this year at a CPT event, at least. What a scrub. I know. He, he, he's, he's over the hill. He's washed up. Uh, but, I mean, the big story is just look at how big uh, heavy hitters you have in this tournament. You had Fujimura, you had Fudo, you had Tokido, you had Momochi. Outside of top eight, you had Kazunoko, K-Brad, Infiltration, Mago. Uh, you had pretty much everyone in the top six uh, started the weekend uh, near the top of the global standings. So it's very, it, it's still, I keep bringing this up, but it's still very weird to see someone go through all of that, make top eight, and end up with one point. And this, uh, y'all are going to get sick of me bringing this up. This year if, I won't, Steve. Done. Keep bringing it I, up. I definitely earned a point a few years ago in season one, and it was a lot more fraudulent than it would have been to have earned a point at this tournament. I can tell you that. <laughs> wow. uh, but that was not the only uh, CPT event this weekend. There was also the first online event. Uh, this was for North Latin America, so uh, Caribbean as well as Mexico and Central America. Dominated once again by the Dominican Republic, and it was Caba taking over DRA. Shout it from the rooftops. Uh, <laughs> Cold-blooded man. Uh, team kill in the grand final. Uh, you had Juan Faroth, uh making top three as well. NRD finishing tied for fifth. Uh, so again, Kaba getting the win online on his way to making a return, uh, you know, joining his buddy MenRD in the, in uh, Capcom cup. Imagine what will happen if that happens and hey, what kind of storyline we'd see coming into that. We are going to imagine that. And let's ponder that for a second. But first, uh, <clears throat> Hey John, is your fish tank like at full blast or something? I mean, there's a filter. I'm I'm trying to get the. Uh, tell me this. Does the hum is the hum worse now? It's pretty bad. How about now? Same or or better? It's better. Okay. Is this acceptable or no? Well, John, how honest do you want me to be? Your mic is too good. Is what I think the problem is. <laughs> we went too far with science, and we brought what if I mess it with this game inside not? the aquarium. <laughs> We, uh, we kept thinking about whether or not we could, and we didn't <laughs> stop to think about whether or not we should. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> we're busting your chops, John, but uh, audience at home, please bear with us. John's mic is too good. It's the price. It's the price it, pay. I'm going to have it muted except for when I'm talking. How about that? Am I, are my levels okay as they are right now, or do I need to They're turn great. it up? Sounds, your levels sounds are lovely. Probably sounds perfect. perfect. Right. Yeah, it's the best they've ever been. You're great, John. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you were telling us about these storylines, Steve, uh, coming out of this CPT Online Latin America one, uh, where Cabo won. Uh, what are some of the storylines you think will come out of that? Uh, well, I think you're going to see, you know, the big storyline out, out of this event specifically hey, was once here. again Dominican Republic dominating, uh, taking six of the top eight spots. Uh, you also had Ho Chi up there. Uh, you had Mono out of PR out there, but I think we heard about how strong the DR scene is 
beyond Menardi. And I think we're going to see it. I mean, we already know DRA is a very strong player. Kaba is a player who, if he goes somewhere, he can do some damage. Juan Ferraz showing that he can, that he might be a name to watch out for coming up. So I think if, you know, as we go on in the season, and we're going to get a good look uh, coming up because we've got game over uh, in a couple weeks in the Dominican Republic. So we're going to see more of these DR names uh, near the top of the uh, result standings. We uh, got a new sub while you were talking from Kwanzaa. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you for the sub. Um, I have a prediction. Kaba will be a Capcom Cup in the stands. Do you want him to be, though? In the stands. He'll be be Can you imagine when... When that guy gets into a uh, onto a stream match any time in the near future, any time in the rest of this year, can you imagine what the audience is going to be like? What do you mean? What are you implying? What do you think it'll be like? That everyone's just going to be screaming the entire time. I hope not, but you know there's going to be a handful of people that are doing it. And can you imagine the like if it's like Capcom Cup Finals? It'd be uncontrollable. Dude, I think I that, that so. would be hype. F, as the kids say these days. Um, because kids don't say that. <laughs> some, they don't kids, say some, some kids say I think, it. I think Cobb will make it. I think you're going to see a lot less sniping of events in Latin America because the, it's too risky points-wise based on the amount of points you get in ranking events. So I think it'll be mostly you know, Latin American players, and I think among them and among anyone, really, Kaba is probably you know top three among the best. I think he'll do it. It's just a matter of... You know, you can be top three, but this system rewards top winning one. over. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be top one, maybe top two. But it, I mean, Juan Ferrath had a good weekend. He got 40 points. At the end of the day, lie, yeah. you're not going to make it 10, 20 points at a time. You need to make grand finals at ranking events. You need to pick up those wins. So Kaba might, we might have a situation where, Someone gets on a hot streak for like a month, and that just happens to be when two or three events that they can attend are, and they get in over someone who might be on, you know, a better player overall, but didn't get those uh, grand finals results. We just got some uh, bits from DJ Bustanut. Um, hate this game, but I love Wait, this show. DJ Bustanut shared his bits with us. <laughs> yeah, Appreciate shout out to it. DJ Bustanut. Um, thank you for the bits. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> keep on DJing. Do we do we know anyone uh, associated with DJ Busta Groove? <laughs> all I know is DJ Busta Nut, and he's all up in our chat, spreading that love <laughs> in, th- in thick ropes of love. <laughs> Are you trying to get us banned? <laughs> all right, so uh, there's, there's like a line. Do we clap for that? Mike, voice of reason, bring us back. I'm just saying, you look at those results, and obviously it's an online tournament, <laughs> but it is interesting seeing Mena in fifth place in an online regional tournament after winning Capcom Cup last year. And his results I mean, have been consistently th- good, but the downgrade level has be- become real at this point. There are a ton of big names that we've been used to seeing from from uh, Latin America in general. Um, uh, was it Mono, um, Mena, DRA and stuff that didn't win this tournament, right? And then we have Kaba, who's been around, but he hasn't been winning tournaments. But I, I mean, I fuck it up to like, uh, you know, just having the new character balances and such. You have someone like Guile that can really get the job done when he could only mostly get the job done before, um, things like that. But 
Um, yeah, I, I, and I think that might be what you were alluding to there. It's like the the balance changes are real, and and I think that we're going to see that play out this year. Certainly, I mean, but, we saw Takauchi getting 17th, Idazan getting 17th. Those are results that are not standard of those players, and those are just from the recent balance patch changes. So, I, I think you're going to see a lot more character switching for sure. Well, I mean, especially in Mena's case, because he has that free pass into right. uh, I mean, Capcom cares? Cup yeah. Finals. So he, <laughs> so this entire year for him is going to be about getting things right uh, at that, you know, at the finals. This weekend doesn't really matter. That's so true. We saw him playing Akuma uh, in the online tournament. So does he stick with it? Is he just trying to experiment? Is he just trying to have fun? You know, he has that luxury. So we're going to continue to see him uh, utilize that luxury uh, over the coming months. Now, notably, we did see Mago using Cami make it up to ninth, but we also did see Storm Kubo scaring me, getting fifth at that ranking event, still with Abigail. So we'll see if he can do it at a premiere event and make me buy someone for Chun Li costumes in the chat. What's what's the What's the bet again to remind us all? If an Abigail makes top eight at a premiere, I, I owe someone Chun-Li costumes. Uh-oh. <laughs> or you can buy the new Chun-Li track on iTunes for somebody. Um, Storm Kubo, was he getting away with that cheap stuff, And but in reality he was hiding the beast behind the character, and now that the character has to be a little more honest, he's still just really fucking good? I mean, he's definitely really good. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about that. I don't, he's one of the players that I don't think anyone denied was really good, even when Abigail was incredibly strong. But yeah. He's been playing him since season two when he was weaker, unlike some people like Itabashi Zangief who picked him up in season three. And he's a lot closer to his season two iteration now. Um, so I think the players like him and Cool Kid who were used to playing the weaker Abigail will adja- uh, adapt more easily to the newer, yet again weaker Abigail. I mean, I mean, he's the kind of guy that made a character like Hugo work somewhat in Street Fighter Four. And like the character had a lot of strengths, but very, very glaring weaknesses and a lot of terrible matchups. But now, put in like if, essentially in in a distant sense, putting Abigail in Street Fighter Five uh, is is sort of like the idea of putting Hugo in Street yeah, Fighter Five. Um, a lot like it. In the sense that you have to make these hard reads, but Abigail can do so much more damage and such. So it's like if you could make Hugo work at least sort of in four then i think that you could probably make abigail work even with the nerfs here in five just because of the way the game plays hey guys one of my favorite guys to watch play is punk what's going on with punk guys um is he having a character crisis right now a character moment um is he having to catch up on 3.5 what's going on with punk i mean who who's he he's been doing chun Li, karen anybody else rashid a little bit he, I, I think, yeah, he's been doing all three of those characters. I think I'm probably done with Rashid at this point. Um, I think we've seen him go back to Karen a lot recently. How's Karen right now, in your opinion? I mean, Weaker than she was when he won, when he was winning for sure. She's not horrible or anything. I would call her like a solid upper mid-tier at this point. I think that's the general opinion. However, a lot of the Karen players have dropped her, so it's hard to say. Because Justin's playing Minot at this point. Mago went to, you know, Rashid and is now at Cami. Um... We're up four, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm saying it like it is. Like, I think that Karen has a tough time in the metagame of the top tiers, and it's uh, I don't think she'll be winning anything. So I think he might have to make a character switch to to do that. How's your cami coming? I um I actually withdrew my entry from from Combo Breaker. <laughs> I did. I, I I have not learned a new character in time. I honestly think Abigail sucks. 
So I have got to learn my Minot, and I have got to take a couple months to do that. But you'll see you're me not, eventually. You're not going to just let it rock? No. Nope. You know, what, what, if, what if you do it sponsored by me? If I bust out Raven's Claw Esports, hashtag Feel the Claw, hashtag Caw Caw. If I get the, the, claw, caw, if I get the Ace King offsuit, I will, I will re-enter Street Fighter Five. I will do it. But I, you, have I, to email, you have to email Max, too. That you've you've re-entered me into the tournament. I will do that. I I swear. I will <laughs> I will print my face on a shirt. I will get you there. Team twenty inches. What's up? <laughs> oh, God, dude. That is that never going place. away, is it? Of snow. Come on, guys. Um, hey, uh, do we got any King of Fighters players in the building? There's one. <laughs> um, yes, we do. Yeah, I play King of Fighters. King of Fighters recently got its 3.0 patch with th four new characters, uh, three returning from old KOF games, and one brand new character who someone in the chat said was pronounced, I think, Nadij or Nadij. I, I can't exactly know the This is Oswald. We got Oswald. Oswald, Hydern, and Blue Mary are returning characters. They all look pretty cool. Um, as far as KOF 14 goes. And so far, people are saying that they're definitely seeming better gameplay-wise than what we got out of the first season of DLC. People were really disappointed because a few of the characters like Whip and Yamazaki seemed really weak. But Hydern and Oswald and Blue Mary all seem to be, you know, already ripping and roaring, and people are already saying they're putting them on their main teams. All right, but how do you pronounce this young lady here? I don't know. Not even let, let, me, let me go back. Let me go back. Let me but go she's back. brand new. Uh, they had, like, a, a, a character design contest, and she won. And she looks pretty awesome, to be honest. I, I think she looks a lot better than some of the other characters in the game. Her animations look cool. Her model looks cool. And she seems really fun and unique to play. So uh, I, I think for people who play KOF, this is a really, really fun patch. And, I, and so far, what I've seen from it has been mostly positive. You coming back? Uh, I entered a combo breaker. Uh, I can't say I play the game all the time. I've been mo mostly focusing on Dragon Ball. But I'm definitely going to you know, mess around, make sure I still know my combos, and enter a combo breaker. Defend my spot. All right. Well, good luck. Break a leg. Break a leg, pal. But yeah, definitely an example of a game that got like a rough start, right? Like people saw it. They said the graphics suck. They said this isn't that. But the support SNK has given the game has been great. They updated the graphics. They look a lot better. They've, they've done good balance changes that for the most part people have accepted. And they've kept, you know, support for some of the tournaments. So good for them. And they, they get, honestly, I thought EVO last year, it was one of the most exciting events for sure. So. How do you how do you excuse or what's the difference here, right? Because King of Fighters did get trashed a lot on the look of the game. So did Street Fighter Five. So did Marvel. Infinite. So did Marvel. Marvel died. King of Fighters is hanging on. Street Fighter Five has the top spot still, rightfully so or not. I, I think the difference is that you know SNK is a bit more of an underdog, kind of making a comeback, so people are willing to to fudge it a bit more for them. And I think they were a bit more you know clear about what was going on and you know what they had to make the game whereas i think with capcom it's been kind of a why won't you guys say anything why is stuff getting worse etc cetera, etc cetera. and i yeah, think and with go ahead with uh the big thing with kof is like the graphics were a problem and obviously that was a huge uh turn off to people who weren't exactly fans of the series or potential fans of the series but there weren't really that many problems you know with the game itself Right. You know, so if you were a KOF fan, you were largely pleased with the offering that they put at launch. Whereas you're, if, if you're a Marvel fan, that wasn't necessarily the case for a lot of people. If you're a Street Fighter fan, that wasn't necessarily the case for a lot of people. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. not to say that that there were no issues. Obviously, the online uh, was rough, uh, but I mean, the game, the core game itself, was still something that delivered uh, to a lot of KOF fans. And Marvel came at a time where it had to also kind of. Uh, like deal with the fallout from Street Fighter because people were really upset about Street Fighter at the time too and so that kind of got filed into the same area because it was a Capcom game so people were ready and already upset with Capcom and then this was just like you know salt on the wound so it it already had that counting against it to start out with and then um, I mean uh, plenty of other problems it was just like a perfect storm to kind of kill the IP dang All right. um, any final thoughts here on King Fighters? I think it's I think it's interesting and like cool that they still decide to patch it. I, I really don't think that this is going to bring any players really back. So it's obviously a show of love to the community to like keep doing this, despite the fact that I don't think they're going to make any real money off it, other than maybe just you know the sales of the characters themselves. But it's obviously an ode to the fans of the game and a good show for the future. Should the should new people come and play this game? I think so. I mean, honestly, like you, you'd be hard pressed to find someone who played the game and said it's not fun at all. It's really fast paced. It's super fun. It's actually pretty easy to pick up. I mean, KOF was at one point my main game. KOF 14 specifically was the game I was playing the hardest. I mean, I really love that game. So yeah, I would say yes for sure. Pick it up. Do you, you think got, we would ever it. see something like this happen with Infinite, like more DLC characters or anything like that? Is that a possibility ever? I just don't. I mean, Capcom has stopped talking about it entirely. Like they don't even like tangentially mention it anymore. It got that last patch, and it's been totally silent ever since. We don't even see like an angry John D. tweet, like claiming that maybe. I think, I think talk somebody might have reined him in. I think someone reined him in. And I think someone reined them in that they should not talk hey, about that game. Anymore. I'm blocking If you want me to be honest on what I think happened, so. Shoutouts to Cyanide. We're gonna give him the boo clap. Oh, we got that one. Even, I, I don't know if people remember, but SFXT got horrible reception when it came out. And it still got an Evo. You know, like, it still got an Evo where you had the double entrance and everything. So. That was a lot of fun, yeah. though. It was yeah, a lot of fun. I enjoyed but, it, yeah. Yeah. Best that, I ever did that an Evo. was a game that eventually became a really good game. But people really liked Street Fighter Four, and that was the game that was out. You know, with Marvel, the, the amount of love... Not, and again, I say this, I know there's a lot of people that love Street Fighter V, think it's an awesome game, I don't want to detract from that, but there is that contingent of discontent that was there with Street Fighter V, and that did certainly bleed over. So if if you had sort of the reception that Street Fighter Four had, and then released Infinite, I think this would be a little different story in terms of how people feel about it. Right on, guys. But yeah, whether it deserves it or not, that's not what I was commenting on. Um, yeah, I don't think you're going to hear much more from that game. Hey, uh, changing topics. In other news, E-League has really been releasing the names of their invitees to their Street Fighter V Invitational E-League season, the second one. Um, of course, one uh, competitor will come from the Challenger Series, and that is yet to be seen, although I think it's leaked. I think somebody said that. Uh, we're not going to talk about that here, though. We're going to talk about the ones that have been announced. It doesn't and have to be leaked for me to tell you who it is, but, I mean, keep going. <laughs> LTG? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> um, if LTG made it to the show, would you boycott the show? No. <laughs> you would watch to see him get trounced? Sure. All right, moving on to the official 
list of announced competitors for E-League Street Fighter V Invitational. We have, and then we'll go through and pick Actually, some out here. if LTG here. makes the show, I'll eat my shoe, like, on stream. Like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, it's not going to happen, but keep going. Your, your brand new loafers that you my won brand new from your investment opportunities? From yes. <laughs> All right. We have, in no particular order, 801 Strider, Dagra, Fudo, Justin Wong, Momochi, Phenom, Snake Eyes, Brolinho, F-Champ, Haitani, Luffy, Knuckledoo, Problem X, Tokido, Daigo, Fujimura, formerly known as... I was going to say Gachi Yugadon, Yugadon, Idom, MenRD, PR Balrog, and Punk. Who and stands up? What was that, Steve? Oh, and no. Knuckledoo, right? He's the new guy. Yeah, yeah. Knuckledoo was uh, just announced uh, an hour or two before we went live. So... Uh, that is a new addition to the list. The first question we're getting here in the chat is no infiltration. There's a lot yeah, of big players missing. Yeah, you got to infiltration. Who? So wait, before we get into, well, not F it. Who's missing besides like Nemo, infiltration, and others? I don't see. You know, Momochi's there. Mike, yeah, Bonchan, or not on there yet, right? Um, Ida's on. Itabashi Zangief. I mean, I'd have yeah. to think about it, but yeah, I mean, there's so many good players Nemo. at this point. Nemo would be a huge one. Moke what? has been tearing it up. Gotcha I don't can. see the the allure in how they're revealing this. It's like yeah, it's very I don't, I don't see... anticlimactic yeah. for sure. I feel like it's like when they get them locked in, they announce it. It's not any kind of plan to it. It's like okay, oh, we got to announce they're it. Scrambling last minute, like they. <laughs> well, they maybe not yet. last minute, but like I wonder what goes into it, right? Because it is a large time commitment. Although they are broken up into groups, um, so maybe just logistically putting it together Some of the is difficult. seem like a little behind the times. I'm not really sure. Like it's, who? Like I mean, I'm being honest. Like PR Rock doesn't almost ever play. enter tournaments anymore. But he has been kind of coming back this year. He entered, hadn't he? I think he entered final round, but I mean, he hasn't been around too much, and, and that yeah, by and his own admission. Guys. But that's like a fan favorite, though. Too much. What was that, John? Snake Eyes hasn't been doing too much on the competitive scene. Another Um, fan favorite, and Red Bull maybe had something to do with that. Who knows, right? But I mean, for the most part, it's a really good, amazing list of players. I mean, for the all part, every single one of those players is there in their spot in there. And and unlike last year, there's definitely almost no one on that list you would really like shake your head at as far as competitive level play. So it's very clear they tried to separate the. Uh, and I'll give them that. They did separate the challenger event from the invitational itself because it is very clear that the invitational invitees are all very seasoned and accomplished fighting game players. But that makes that even more of a problem. Yeah, someone's going to come out and get stomped, right? So <laughs> the the way I liken to it liken it is to if you're if you follow UFC at all, uh the show called The Ultimate Fighter. It's a reality show uh based on mixed martial arts players from all over the country, all over the world. They come in, they have, you know, it's your typical reality show. Like I'm going to kill you, whatever. And they, they have these fights. Whoever, whoever wins gets a contract for UFC. Once they have that contract, guess what? They have to fight actual UFC fighters who have been doing this for months, for years. And if, the level of competition isn't close, it, it it makes the show completely superfluous. It makes it completely ridiculous. And that's my fear with this, is that, you know, we've listed off some of the big names, like Nemo, Infiltration, some, some great players who some of them aren't going to be in this list. And yet a guy like LTG, who isn't nearly on that level, 
has more of a shot than them. That's what that's what throws me off here. It's a show. It's an invitee. It's an exhibition thing. Um, I wonder if there's also like negotiations uh, to get paid certain amounts. Um, there's some names on here that I've heard are asking for some top dollar for, to get sponsored to be on a team, right? Like, well, my oh. salary is X, Y, Z, astronomical. What you got, Steve? I, I have to point out, uh, Ryu Guitar Freak brought this to my attention right before we went on air. Smug announced that he was in. Oh, okay, right on. So we're, missing, we're missing two then at this point. So a guy like Smug, super entertaining, and people like to watch that guy. Uh, maybe he won't win the thing, but guarantee you he's going to bring his fans. Um, now, they didn't do what they did last year, which is uh, automatically put in guilty. They don't have, like, a K. Brad Wolf Chrome thing that might get you kind of want to watch, right? Like those uh, baked-in reality TV uh, elements, although they do have that Challenger sh show. But um, either way, I think it's exciting. Is there anybody on here who you really are looking forward to seeing them compete? Like, Ion. Why? He doesn't get the opportunity to nearly as much as the other guys here, and when he has, he's done extremely well. Um, question um, about Idom. About Idom, um, he he was. Uh, there's no question that he he's like one of the better, one of the best lower players in America, maybe in the world, especially nowadays, right? But how much of his play? I've just heard the argument. I haven't seen it, and this is why I'm asking the question. How much of his play was based on old Laura shenanigans oh, that don't lot. really I mean, work of anymore? Course. And Laura, Laura, because he was amazing want, at. If like, you want my the, opinion, the I think Laura sucks now. Like, and I mean, I, the the results show it. That character doesn't do anything anymore. And that's part of why I'm excited to see it, too, is that Laura is so much weaker now, and Idom is stuck with her to see what he can do with the nerfed Laura and to see if he can prove people wrong and just show how good he is at the game, which I think he is extremely good just at the game at a fundamental level and not just that Laura was busted. But he'll have, yeah. a, he'll have a much harder time, and he hasn't. I mean, people are saying he hasn't been in NLBC. He hasn't been doing this, so it'll be interesting to see for sure. But I, I wouldn't sleep on the guy. Yeah, and you even have 801 Strider. Uh, I don't know who he's going to end up playing, but he's been absolutely practicing his Colleen. Um, I run into him online I, at NCR. He was practicing Colleen quite a bit in casuals against higher-level players. Um, so you might well, and I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this, Gustavo, but you might see a Colleen come out of him for uh, for Ely. Spoilers, dog. Yeah, sorry. Um, what about Daigo? What do you all think Daigo will do at this event? Amazing. Quite Amazing. Well. His character yeah. got super buffed. <laughs> Uh, and, and he's Daigo. Uh, I, do we know what the format's going to be, how long these sets are going to be? Because obviously the, the longer time, they Steve? go on, the more they... It, if I, I I don't think they've revealed quite that much. Um, and if they have, it was in the rules page, which I haven't really taken a deep dive into. But my guess would be two out of three uh, for group stage and then three out of five to get into... Uh, at, like for winners and losers finals of the group to I get hope, into top eight. I just hope grand finals isn't that weird four out of seven thing again. Oh, Fingers yeah. crossed. On that, that was very well, strange. They've, they've trimmed up like some of the fat, you know, from last year, uh, the things that people didn't want. I mean, well, I assume they did just like in the people that they invited and whatnot and how they separated the, the more gimmicky, you know, challengers kind of a thing. Like you were getting that earlier. We don't have like future Gutex and guilty and company on the show. Um, there are a lot more legit players um, for the most part. So I think that we can probably expect more of an FGC-centered production because they've had some time to you know look over the tapes, listen to the commentary um, from from FGC people, and and probably make it more of an FGC-catered event. I expect you would, anyway. You would hope so. I mean, 
that was the one thing I gave E-League props for more than anything last year is that as they went on, they delivered a better and better show that was more and more in tune with what people in the FGC wanted to see. But with the with the thing like the Challenger stuff and with the thing like uh, with still no open qualifiers for this thing, I'm still worried about a couple steps back in ways that I don't want to see uh, particularly. I would just love to say, I mean, can you imagine like a challenger show, but it's like storm Kubo and like Brian F and people of that level playing, competing and JB and commander Jesse mm-hmm. and people of that level competing to get in. I, I just think that would have been super interesting. And it's mean... like there's, there are big personalities that have the talent that are, you know, at least close to that level. You know, hey, Brad, Wolf Crone, you talked about Ricky Ortiz. Why is she not involved at, you know, if she's not one of the last two or three, why is she not involved? She's a she's player that me gets, first. Well, yeah, that's so does everybody. But I don't know. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. John, John what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say that um, I think it was Sherry posted like the preview for like the, the TV commercial for Challengers. And uh, I, was, I was watching it, and there's one part where she and LTG are going down this, like, slide together, and it's like she, she fits in the thing like that they're going down. Like a playground slide? Or... Yeah, it's like one of those ones that you see at, like, a, a carnival or something, one of those giant, like, with, you know, that does the, one of these numbers. <laughs> and LTG looks like a five-year-old, but he's, you know, the size of LTG on it. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, I don't want to see people like Brian F. and those guys doing this stuff to play street fighter because I, I feel like those guys are super serious about this they're here to compete they're here to to like really get in there and play and i don't want to see them doing that kind of stuff and just kind of like making fools of themselves so yeah <laughs> hey we had a comment in the chat why are you talking shit about actually future brian Gutex? has to get through me too brian has to get through the, you yeah brian and ricky both zero and one versus me in street fighter 5 tournaments oh so God. you know what these people have to qualify by getting through the donka qualifier first you're at the top of the slide I'm, handing out well, the sacks how you get on the challenger because you got to beat me first john's got to too now I beat john in our last set you know what i'm super down i'm almost master rank on mine by the way oh congrats we should rematch right Ooh. after uh efren and i do our street fighter 4 rematch now, uh, so anyway, you were saying that you're going to play against Donka first, and that's probably a good idea. So, um, <clears throat> all right. What country is the most represented here as far as talent is concerned? It looks like Japan's bringing some heavy hitters. Uh, what do y'all think? Or America's got this. Or Europa. Uh, U.S. has nine players, if my counting is good. Or ten. Excuse me. So far. Or no, no, nine. Is that nine. with Smug? Or, or wait, no. <laughs> no, it is ten. Because it was seven, and then it was Snake Eyes. Then Knuckle Do and now Smug, so it's ten now. So who you got? I mean, uh, country representation here. Who's gonna Japan's take this? gonna win. Japan seems win. seems pretty likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, have we exhausted all the topics here for E League Street Fighter Five Invitational? Did any of you guys watch the reality show about uh, uh, the finals for the Injustice League? You know, no. chasing I saw some really cringeworthy clips clipped from it, but that was about it. I mean, it, it like they had PL go on a date. It was, it was just oh yeah, <laughs> I missed it. I missed it. I don't. It doesn't sound like I missed it, but I did not watch it. <laughs> you missed so much. Shit. Um. All right. Well, that's the E League. 
discussion. Was some was the summit? I just wanted to say about, it, and it was from the recap. Um, I think like it was one of those times where justice was kind of served with the people who who qualified from the summit at Wednesday Night Fights and at NLBC. Hook Game God, who people were instantly calling for, why didn't he get in qualified? And then Reynold, who won anime, or did he win or did he get second anime ascension? He got top. What? Reynold? Reynold? Uh, oh, at anime ascension, I don't know. Well, he either won or got second. He's been dominating Wednesday Night Fights. The two guys who qualified so far are definitely like two of the best in their region. So it's it's looking good so far. He got second. He, he lost second. to lost all. But. All right. Um, we have a very important discussion to have next, and this is a serious topic. Um, our very own John Velociraptor Guerrero wrote a second article about Nicki Minaj's song <laughs> Chun Li, and um, I'm going to read his quote here, and then we're going to let him go into it. But um, John Velociraptor Guerrero on Nicki Minaj's Chun Li. Minaj identifies with the strongest woman in the world through more than just having considerably thicker than average thighs. With two C's. Both are inherently good and nearly incorruptible, but the widely toxic social media landscape of 2018 can lead to wrongful deformation of character, and even those as pure as Nikki or Chun are not immune to this. John, I don't think that more profound statement has ever been made on eventhubs.com or the internet proper. Um, I don't even know how you respond to that. Where do you go from here, John? Well, I mean, I I think that it's appropriate to back up a little bit just to kind of qualify what I was talking about there. We talked about it last week, right? Because we had the announcement of the song and, and such, but we hadn't heard it yet. And I mistakenly judged it before it came out, thinking that, you know what Nicki Minaj is gonna do? She's gonna make a song, uh, she's gonna base it around some low-hanging, like, identifiable pop culture figure, Chun-Li, and it's going to have nothing to do with Chun-Li. And then she'll probably just rifle off a bunch of other pop culture names like King Kong and Lara Croft and, uh, you know, Storm from X-Men. And it's just going to be this, like, this incoherent listing of things that you go, hey, you guys know what these are. Do you like me now? And everyone's going to go, I recognize that. Oh, I'm going to click on this. And then she's going to get 5.7 million views in like three days time, which is actually where the video sits right now, something like that. Um, But I was wrong because Nicki Minaj actually was able to take this, this concept and weave it into a social commentary that I, I I mean, we, we talked about it just there, right? I mean, uh, it's amazing what she can do. She's a lyrical genius. And I think I also noted in the, uh, in the article there that, you know, move over Kanye because Nicki Minaj <laughs> now very firmly has taken your spot as the voice of our generation. Um, it's not just some like bullshit, you know, listing of, of notable names. Uh, she really does. I mean, look at the way that music video, we can't really, I don't know how much of it we can share here. Um, because it's pretty NSFW. Well, but right. we got you covered, but, though, John, because um, Steve has created a few select uh, lyrics from oh, it. Steve gonna, is Steve going to do it for us? Like, can we just have Steve recreate the video? I don't think uh, y'all ready for that, <laughs> to be honest. But you do have uh, some pull quotes for us, right? Or lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you why, know, why don't you hit with some of the, some of, some of the choice uh, lyrics from that song? There were some some things that really spoke to me. Um, I, I I think if we start just with the chorus, because that's that's the baseline of everything here. Um, Ao, I've been on B word. You've been corn. Bentley tits on. Tints on. 
<laughs> Tints with an N. Bendy Prince on. I mean, I've been Storm. X-Men been formed. He keep on dialing Nikki like the Prince song. I mean, making sure that people remember that Storm and the X-Men aren't just functions, <laughs> but they're characters. And that everybody remembers them. I, I think she's already way out of Capcom. <laughs> that was such a Light critical years. piece of of writing that just it spoke to me. And like you really did it justice, Steve. Um, so thank you for that. And you know, like with that music video, I don't. For those that haven't seen it, you should probably go watch it five or six times so that you can soak in all of the uh, social commentary that comes from it. But one of the things that sticks out. Uh, besides Nikki's ass, is the way that she put it all in a selfie mode. It's as if she was doing it all from her cell phone. Of course, Nicki Minaj has plenty of money. Um, she's an A-list celebrity, and, and deservedly so. But she comes down and she meets the rest of us on our level and communicates with us as though she's like right there with us, someone that only has a cell phone and is taking selfies, isn't in some like fancy pants studio doing a whole bunch of fancy, you know, technological bullshit. She's just there with us, and, and she's there on that same level. And so we can identify, and then we can hear that message that she's saying out to the youth that much clearer and i gotta really say i appreciate that all right guys we're having enough a lot of fun here and uh, those very profound words from you john and i appreciate it and everybody should go to read his articles on eventhubs.com because it's pretty much comedy gold as well as buy, biting social and, uh, commentary buy uh chun li on itunes yep, yep after you download uh the latest episode of best of five which oh, yeah. we're on itunes if you didn't know if you didn't know now you know if you don't know now you know all right, guys, we've got a couple of topics here left. Uh, a new character trailer has finally dropped. What the fuck took so long is what many were asking themselves. <clears throat> uh, have you watched the trailer? I watched the trailer. Have you watched the Winter Stays On stream today? I watched a little bit of it, yeah. I missed it entirely. However, <clears throat> we do have the trailer here. Might as well kick that off. Um, so I think, like, the trailer was the bad and the, and the, the Winter Stays On was the good. Okay. Because I think people are actually quite excited for this character from what I've been reading from a design standpoint. You know, she shoots it like a gun. She's got a lot of cool moves. Her, her V-triggers are very thing. different. You know, she's a ranged weapon character, which we don't really have in Street Fighter V yet because Vega's not actually in the game. Um, <laughs> she's got, you know, she's got a couple of the Ed-type motion moves, and she's got a couple, you know, regular motion moves. So it seems like she's got a lot to bring to the table, and it seems like there's going to be a bunch of stuff to test out with her. At the same time, what people were talking about with this trailer was what you're about to see in a second, which was the critical art, and a few of her animations are not exactly, what's the word we want to say, um, violent, enticing. I mean, look at this. She doesn't move the entire Boom. bottom of her body. She just like, kind of like barely follows through with a little tap to the head. The animations of this character are not perfect. Um and that seems to kind of be a trend we're moving towards, right? I mean, Sakura had a lot of the same complaints. Blanca seemed to avoid them. He seemed to be good looking, but now we're back there with Falk. You know, you're kind of hoping that maybe all the budget was spent on the rest of the characters. I have no idea, but I will say that Winter Stays On tided my worries a little bit, and I'm feeling better about it now. Um, that's an interesting background you have there, uh, Steve. Um, it almost looks like it's the entire <laughs> cast of this show inside of John's fish tank. Courtesy of Demon Dan Art. Um, I think it looks cool. I get the whole uh, complaints. I get I get the complaints about the critical art, but I don't 
get the complaints of her looking stiff and all that. She, she looks awesome. I think she looks great. I think she looks hella stiff. But I think she looks interesting. So, and that's more important to me personally. Now, we can uh, jump more into this, but we did ask the question. We put it to the, to the Twitters. Um, based on what you've seen so far, are you excited to play as Falk in Street Fighter V? A. Drew, at Drew or False, says, Her animations are dry, but it seems like she plays a ranged game which helps bring more variety to Street Fighter V. It's a good thing. Sleepy Scrub says, Falk seems kind of boring, but could be an interesting counterpick for Guile or Cammy. Season pass means I'll try her out. If I didn't have it, I would pass. All right. Uh, CR2 Raiden says, she's like a normal-sized plate of scrambled eggs. That's cool, but where's my Tabasco and Mrs. Dash? Now, now you're going to throw on Mrs. Dash and not the Lari seasoning salt? Come on. <laughs> you're doing it wrong, man. Dark Hollow says, quite excited to play her, actually, after that trailer alone. Might not switch from my main jury, but I want to see if I can play her on a pad because Ed was impossible people for me. People love to say who their mains are. I, I just want to point that out. That's an important thing for people to mention a lot of the time. You, you're part of that club, pal. Uh, Marcelo Marquez at DS Marquez says, her reveal to me was more like, yeah, now Cody is closer. Feel that? <laughs> uh, Agoners Gaming says, like Ed, these, quote, simple commands that require two... X a button, two buttons or three button presses are really easy on a stick, but often really difficult to do on a gamepad. For me, it is unplayable unless I switch to stick, and I feel Falk will be the same bad. It's an interesting design. point. By the way, say your mains in the chat. <laughs> uh, we also got some bits from uh, Beats by Noel Brown, right up there with DJ Bustinut and Drew or False. It's and, a bit more. And take what happens if everyone sends us one bit? I don't know. I think we make almost <laughs> we zero retire. Money. Like I think we literally make a total of like a dollar. Take the bus. Yeah, he gave us one bit. Himself, Jay gave us a bit. Shoutouts for those bits. Um. So I did not. Yes. Oh, we got we, we got more bits. You yeah. know Brian F. Bit. Brian F. gave us a bit. Shoutouts to Brian F. Thank you for the bits. Now Beaver for the Wind gave us one bit. What if Brian F. gave us like a million bits? What if, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I was going to say, yeah, sure, why not? Thank you for the bits, y'all. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to the dang show here. We got more bits, I think. <laughs> My goodness. All right, we have uh, Slimo, or Slimemo gave us a bit. Snake We're Balloon gave us a, a bit. Bit show. Slime. <laughs> Snake Balloon. Did I already say that? Dude, it's hard to keep up with. Whoa, Dumperoni. <laughs> Dumperoni <laughs> gave us 100 bits. Gucci so Clone Gucci gave us 100 bits. Shout yeah, out. We, we can just call out for money. <laughs> um, that's, that's the basis of the show now. Uh, we just tell you to, to give us stuff. By Chun Li, um, by Nicki Minaj on iTunes. <laughs> Anyway, Chas, Chato has given us some bits, I okay, believe. We're, uh, you are unfortunately not get your name read if you donate one bit anymore, so I'm sorry. I don't know, dog. Everyone, I think we got to read these, name, these bit names. Uh, oh, damn, I can't even read them on that screen. What does it say over there? All right, we, what were we talking about? We were talking about Bulk still, right? Yes. Allegedly. Yes. So the question was, for those of you who watched uh, the Winter Stays On session, what made you like her? Shouts for the bits, Red Milk. 
I thought the way that she uses the staff as a gun was cool. I mean, I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty surface but level. Did you see but her gameplay? Did she look like she moves around well? Wait, you were saying her dash is twenty frames. Her dash she sucks. is twenty frames, which they said, which is extraordinarily slow. That's like I think Alex's speed dash. I mean, it's a, it's more closer to a grappler than it is to a regular character. So I think that obviously shows that her mobility is not supposed to be her strong suit, and she's supposed to play around the range she has with the staff and the gun. So I'm a little worried for her based on that, but we'll see. I, I got to say something here. Um, yeah, like the trailer didn't jump out to me too much. I wasn't I wasn't horrified like it seemed like the rest of the community was by her critical art, but it didn't jump out at me. The Her using her staff as a gun was kind of cool. That's like the thing that I remembered off of my first watch through. But um, watching Winter Stays On today, she's definitely one of those mid-range characters that we don't have a ton of in Street Fighter V, right? Like her reach is pretty damn good with a lot of those moves. And her ability to do these like weird mix-ups with the, uh, she, she can go up in the air and then do like a straight down like dive. It's not quite a dive kick, it's just like a spike straight down and she can cross up with it so it's goofy and it probably leads to some pretty crazy setups. And then her ability to shoot like the gun out of the air and then who knows what else. But just from what we've seen so far, a player like Infiltration who has said he's going to play her and that she might be the season three waifu. Um, I can I can very vividly see uh, infiltration zoning people with her buttons and stuff like that, shooting the gun and stuff like that, and and playing his his like keep away chaos infiltration game. Um, and I bet you, oh my gosh, just think about the crowd reactions to that kind of a thing. I think there's a lot of potential here for infiltration Falk, and I think it's gonna be great. Um, and so that's the one thing that I'm most excited to see. I'm not I'm like whatever in terms of playing her, but I think that we're gonna see some pretty cool stuff come out of some pretty cool creative players and, uh, and i'm looking forward to that you kill me guys shout out to optimal bunch shout out to unsung hero shout out to greta knight you shout out to dark requiem <laughs> shout out to Eltron third hand stand oh you son of a gun i got tricked i got tricked unsung hero and third hand stand all donated 500 bids each so this is sick. it's funny because efren can't not say it if you if you send it in, it's like holding him underwater. He's like he's got to breathe. He's got to say who sent in the bits. It's almost like I'm in a fish tank. You can manipulate him. But yeah, I mean, I think we're we're kind of at the point where I mean, a lot of the characters, people, I think we're the most excited for are coming up. I think G is the new character that people were you know the most excited about, and then Cody and Sagat were the legacy characters that people were maybe looking forward to the most. So I think the the upcoming announcements are going to be the ones people really expect a ton out of. Just like how we expect a ton of bits from y'all. Thank you. Keep them coming, boys. Hey, but also check out this hilarity. I love this guy and his sense of humor. Uh, this is infiltration from his... Dang. Dang. I feel like I'm is playing Star Fox or something. On the old Super Nintendo there. Uh, we have a new emotes on Infiltration's page. He now has added Falk to the waifu army and has a hilarious emote to go along with it. Uh, to go with his Monat and his jury. Shout out to Infiltration. Love that guy. Um, and shout out to everybody who's given us bits. I, I just really like, you know, even if I don't like everything about this character, I like that they're willing to bring in something that is so different. Um, at least in terms of, you know, the, the range, the staff, you know, that's not something we see even, uh, even though we saw, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just not with it. But <laughs> I think it's the bit notifications. <laughs> it, 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 everything's throwing me off. I'm not used bit to us. She has to go tonight. But, <laughs> uh, but just seeing how many, you know, at least somewhat risks 
that they're taking with it. It 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 gives me hope. <laughs> Shout out to Dark Roku for the hundred bits. <laughs> Shout out to Elon for putting that right over my face. Alright, what's the next topic? Okay, I'm moving us to the next topic. This one I think you might enjoy. I saw this on uh, Minute Street Fighter V's YouTube channel. Okay. Um, you're gonna love this. Vega has an official game trailer. You seen this? What? You better believe it, pal. Check this out. There is not an official I'm, Vega yeah, trailer. Yeah, watch this. Just watch I'm this. Enjoy it. And if you, if you don't mind live commentating this, check it out. Oh, okay, so it's a meme. No, check it out. This He's be gonna whiff some moves. <laughs> No. Yeah, Connect. there we go. Thank you. I already knew exactly what was coming. Watch this. Watch this. Watch no, this. I already know what's going to happen. I know how this game works. Okay, keep it's watching. Adding, why, are we, why are we even showing this? This isn't character in the fucking game. Look at this. Look at this. Watch that. Watch if you ever this. choked watch about that. this character being good, like, recognize what Look. you do to me. I want you to know how I feel when look you that. joke about this it's fucking better. character. Look at that, look at that, look at that. He is the worst character so in the game. He's garbage. He was low <laughs> mid-tier in season one, and they've nerfed him like six times since then. It's a cruel joke, and I hate Capcom. <laughs> so there you go. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good trailer, right? Vega wins. <laughs> I didn't win. All right, that was... Oh, <laughs> Slice up in a little bit. That was a pretty good... Um, that was a pretty good video there. Um, dang, dog. How do you really feel about Vega right now? <laughs> Can that wow. be a new emote? Is Donka's Vega face? Vega face. It could be. Vega, you can even just show him on the screen and I know what's going to happen. Because it's not going to be him winning. <laughs> But he clearly said Vega wins at the end, it so he won. he won. Yeah, we saw we it. All won. It was we there. Um, yeah, so that's Vega. He's doing really good. This badass character. Um, we have talked. Is there anything else you want to say about Falk? She's better than Vega. Falk shit. She's it. better than Vega. Now, before the show, you said 20 frame dash. She sucks. Move on. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> all right. Um, let's see if we can get serious here for a second and do a block crab. <laughs> All right, we thought it would be funny. What if, um, in the same way that there's states that have a soda tax, um, cigarettes have a tax? What you got? What you got? What you got, Steve? I thought I was setting it up, but I think you got a better plan. Let's hear it. I, I have a, the best plan. All right. I have the best plans. Um, okay, I don't have the best plans. Uh, <laughs> but if you live in the U.S., and you haven't filed your taxes yet for this year, you should because today's the deadline. Mm -hmm. This is tax day. So we figured since since we're all taxpayers here, at least allegedly, you know, I'm not going to say about my side business, but <laughs> since we're all taxpayers, we thought, okay, what would we support taxes on within the FGC? Say you're going to an event and they want to charge you a tax uh, in order to get something added to the event. Would you support it, yes or no? All right, and that brings us to the block grab. Thank you for that excellent setup. All right. <clears throat> First, to be blocked or grabbed. And remember, if you sub to this channel, you can type in BOV grab or BOV block with a capital G or B, all one word, and you'll have a little thing come out that says block or grab. Steve, it looks like you want to see something else. 
they actually pushed the deadline back to tomorrow because the their official website crashed. The tax nice. deadline's to tomorrow? Yes. Oh, Dude, wow. So many people just lucked well, out. Well, we can procrastinate <laughs> another day. Slice of gold. Oh, hey, Slice of Gold in Austin tonight. Yeah, thank you for the 500 bits. Thank you, Slice of Gold. Uh, it, it helps make up yeah, for man. the fact that my entire setup was completely destroyed by the IRS. Slice of fried. Thanks, pal. All right, block grab. So, no, I mean, tax day's tomorrow, so we have to abandon the bit. No, we're not, we're not blocking <laughs> or grabbing anymore. Just kidding. We're getting ready All to right. get it. Block or grab a 24-hour venue. Oh, this is an easy grab. 24-hour venue is like, I think I really experienced it, like, truly for the first time at Combo Breaker last year. And, I mean, it was a total blast. I played casuals until, like, 5 a.m., and then we, you know, loitered our way into the pool that was closed. And, I mean, it was just so much fun. Like, it really is the hearkening back to the old FGC that people tell legends of. I so think much that, that you'd pay tax for it. So much that if we had to pay, if there was something that, like, paying extra money for the tournament venue fee, if we're calling that a tax, yeah, I would do that for sure. If that's what, if that's what they need to keep the venue open, then I would definitely help. Because that is what makes it about the game again. All right. Best thing you can do. He's grabbing, if y'all didn't pick that up. Uh, Fish Tank Steve, hashtag Kaka, blocker grab on the 24-hour venue. One of my favorite things uh, when I went to Combo Breaker a couple years ago was I woke up early one day. Um, on It was either Saturday or Sunday. Went into the venue about 7 a.m., uh, well before tournaments started. And I got in a bunch of games of Ultra. And it was probably the most fun I had all weekend just playing. So uh, I would gladly pay a few extra bucks to have that happen at any tournament I go to. So grab. That's a grab right there. Juan Guerrero, blocker grab on 24-hour venue. One of the best things about being at a tournament is because um, you're only playing for not very long. Unless you're making top eight and such, you're not getting a whole lot of time to actually play. Um, and it's real hard to uh, to take your setups and stuff to to the events and have them up in your room, and even that's pretty exclusive. So uh, a casuals area is super important. A casuals area that's always open. Um, it, it's I've I've only heard very good things. I've never heard anyone be like, yeah, that stupid twenty four hour area, and that sucked. So uh, it, it's been a very positive thing at any event that I've ever been to that's had one. So I got to grab it. Absolutely. I pay taxes for yeah, it. And I, I think the point John made was good about the exclusivity. I think for a lot of people who don't know a bunch of people who are going to the tournament, you know, without a huge amount of friends, it is the way to actually get to play versus other people and then meet friends within the community. So, yeah. For sure. Awesome. Um, Shouts to Joker for the one bit. All right. Next blocker <laughs> grab. Flying a big name into the tournament. I suppose it would depend on the name, but let's assume your favorite player. So this is one of those weird things where, like, I think everyone's going to instantly want to block, right, and say, oh, you know, they're sponsored, like, they don't sure. need us to pay for them, et yeah. cetera, which is true, and I agree with that part. And I think for the most part I would block this. But I think I've been to, you know, small events that have flown out players and people locally really came out for that and were happy about that, and that's the only way you could have gotten them there. So I don't think it's all bad, and I think sometimes, you know, having a big name at this event that gets people to come out and meet them, because a lot of people are in the FGC, you know, mostly casually because they like the players and they like playing the games for fun. So there's good that comes from it, but, I mean, would I want to pay a tax for it? No, I'm going to block. Block. Steve, block or grab on your favorite player being flown in to the tournament. 
I was 100% block on this until that little uh, spiel you gave. You know, you almost flipped me. Yeah, it, I. it's frustrating to see, like, because like you said, a lot of smaller tournaments, their turnout depends on getting a big name or two in. And, and it's make or break for for those events. If they can't get a big name in, they won't get the attention that they want or deserve necessarily. So um, I would personally block, but I understand when tournaments do it. John, block all the things that Steve and Mike just said, I also say <laughs> so block. But yeah, if it's a smaller tournament, not a big name, like not a Capcom Pro Tour, then yes, uh, because the turn- they're going to be there anyway. Right. But if it's to get more people rallying around and more interested in a smaller event, then absolutely. So yeah. it very much depends on the, the, the event. The chat's opinion seems to to be block, except if Daigo. But the Daigo tax is okay. That's who I a specific yeah, Daigo, Daigo tax, <laughs> where we all pay an extra one bit to the man who makes like 500k a year playing fighting games. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to our next blocker grab. Cool trophies. Absolute battle. Mm. Was it absolute cool battle? Trof- no, it was a Kumite in Tennessee. Okay, so we're, the ones that do those I'll, I'll, Okay, well, you're about to get me really fucking pissed. Because <laughs> Kumite in Tennessee has these awesome custom-made trophies, right? Where it's like, you know, it's the base of the trophy. And oh, the top I know where you're going. is the head of one of the characters from the game you won. So, like, Guilty Gear has Soul and Injustice 2 had Dark Seed and Street Fighter always has Akuma. And they're so cool. I have won two first places at Kumite in Tennessee what in games? two different games. Blaze Blue and King of Fighters. I have won those tournaments. And I have not gotten a single fucking trophy. So you're saying those are the only <laughs> two games they don't make trophies for. So you're gonna grab Maybe on that's attacks. That's why I won. But yeah, well, um if, if it gets me my trophies and I if they like make a new Blaze Blue cross tag battle trophy, I've told him that he he's gotta retroactively make me one and he said he would. So Yeah right. Maybe if we implement that tax. So, yeah, I'm salty, um, but yes, uh, I love cool trophies. I like them more than anything, so I would, I, w- I mean, it's How really about we just do tax. a tax for Donka to get a trophy, and it's its own, it's it's a Donka head. On, <laughs> it's a golden Donka head on <laughs> I'm trophy. talking too much, but I'm going to grab because I like trophies. By the way, if you type in BOV champ, you get a Donka face if you're a sub to this channel. Um, also, very important, <clears throat> shout outs. Thank you, Titch Slash, for the bits. Steve, block or grab on cool trophies. Tax for cool trophies. See, it would depend on how cool the trophy is. Real cool, if bro. It, well, well, I mean, like, is it a trophy or is it something else that is effectively a trophy? Like, I'm not going to pay a tax for a trophy. But if you're handing out, you know, those heavyweight championship belts like they do at CEO... Yeah, I'll throw in a few bucks for that. So, in the best cases, I will grab. I'm sorry, I'm cracking up at uh, John's uh, Twitch chat over here with like a million Steve heads and one or, tiny or little baby face. <laughs> the gauntlet, the one from uh, the one from uh, Battle of Stones. Yeah, that shit know, was awesome. The tournament formerly known as Battle of Stones. <laughs> hey, John, block or grab on real neat trophies. Uh, that's stupid block. What's your, what's your <laughs> coolest trophy, John? Participation trophy that I've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten some. Okay, so the ones that you know, the ones they do for Evo, like the crystal ones. Yeah. So um, never won Evo, those are actually made here in Arizona by my friend's company. Oh, uh, my really? friend Steve. His parents own the company that makes those. So for our Ranbats, great, cool, awesome. 
our for our Randbats, we uh, we have those, and I have a couple of them from winning the Randbats. So it's basically like I won my own little private Evo. Hey, shout out to Rebecca. You could make some shit. You could probably claim you won Evo and something. People would believe. John, yeah. you look different, dog. Yeah. Well, I uh, have you ever had a munchie meal? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, all right, and now to our very last option to be blocked and or grabbed by this wonderful dais. Free deodorant for all attendees. So we've had this a few times, actually. And in fact, I remember Keats went like the furthest with it. Keats had like the, the smell police, like <laughs> literal people in like referee uniforms, like carrying around whistles and axe in their hands. And it was funny for sure. I mean, like, I feel like people who don't wear deodorant to tournaments are often embarrassed by it. So I don't know if this helps the cause as much as it sounds like it would. Um, I would hope people could do it on their own. So I'm going to block. Dang. Steve, block or grab. Free Dio for the people. Dio for the Bo. It's a smash tax. I was going to call it a smash tax. Damn it. No, no. See, see, see. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now I like it. At Combo Breaker, there was exactly one person I came across who had atrocious, atrocious odor. Like, there was literally a guy who walked by and passed out the, the first day he was there. And he was not a Smash player. So I'm just putting that out there. I'm not, I'm not going to name any names, but look, I would gladly throw many, many tax dollars to making sure that no one has to suffer like I suffered, <laughs> like that person suffered. The American people deserve better. The people of the world deserve better. I'm going to grab <laughs> All right. We're grabbing on free deal for the BO. Um, thanks, Tubbs Jerry, for hosting us. Thanks, Tubbs. <laughs> John, you going to block a grab on that free deal for the BO? Um, I, I don't think I can say anything that hasn't been said, which is the crappy part of going last in this. So I'm Next just week you're going first, yeah. Yeah. first next week, John. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I wasn't trying to pity party. I'm just yes, like, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> shut up, Donka. Uh, <laughs> Is, is is Smash a fighting game? Is it at the event? Because if so, then yes, then absolutely. But I, I think this is a great thing. Grab it. Uh, hopefully, we can meme this so hard that it just becomes commonplace and everyone cleans themselves, and uh, and then we don't have to talk about it anymore. But until that day, grab. See, here's the thing: a lot of people who don't go to events don't realize. You know, it's not that people forget how to how to take care of themselves, forget how to groom. You know, there, there's maybe one or two there, but you are in a venue that is normally hot and then you're cramped like sardines in some cases, especially on when you get down to like top 32, top 16, everyone's trying to watch those matches. So you are sweating from places you don't even know you have. Like it was, and especially if you were at a tournament like a CEO where it's 95 degrees outside, do you remember that? Hmm. Like you, you would step outside and just like collapse just because it was a wave of heat and humidity, and that doesn't go away. It's it's even worse in the venue. So you you're you got to shower like twice a day at least. Bring some baby powder with you. Po some axe in the pocket, you know, just to. What's your favorite deodorant in the chat? <laughs> you know, there, there's there's one more layer to this too. Um, a like quick story from. <laughs> Wednesday night fights, more like a cake. 
from Wednesday Night Fights <laughs> back in the day, there was a certain top, top player, and I won't reveal who they were, who he or she was, um, <laughs> but they wore the exact same uh, sweatshirt every single Wednesday Night Fights, and I, uh, I, I assume every single day. And that top player... Uh, smelled really bad and uh, this top player no longer smells really bad he or she has leveled up from uh, from that but it's oftentimes not that people aren't showering and such it's that they are not washing their clothes so that's a whole mm-hmm. other thing too mm-hmm. so actually in reality the stinky problem probably isn't going to go away just with deodorant it's it's got to be it's got to be uh, you know you got to just have regular ass hygiene you know clean your clothes clean your body use deodorant now are you talking about regular hyphen ass hygiene or regular ass hyphen hygiene ass is the ass is the um, adjective for hygiene ass hygiene alright so. <laughs> I know that doesn't answer the question I don't know I'm not no, that, that, lack that, of that, that, that's about the lab. Smash. yeah that actually dovetails thank you for joining us for the uh, block grab segment um, so I saw this uh, tweet that uh, Jabali put out uh, and it was actually a screen grab, if I'm not mistaken, of a message he left on a Melee Facebook group. And I'm going to read for you right now. Some of you are giving the Florida Smash community a really bad name, and it needs to stop. I see, hear, and read everything, and even if you think it's harmless online to harass people through DMs, things need to change or I'll start taking actions to make this a safer community. Instigating or harassing people and sending your friends after them is, a shame- is shameful and hurtful. Don't force me to make public posts calling names out to the whole community through my reach and setting an example that it's not okay. Yes, you can disagree with people that have different views than you, but when you take it too far with name calling and a barrage of negative messages, it creates an environment that's not welcoming. When you know, when you know who you are, you are welcome to send me a direct message to CEOGaming at gmail.com. Don't make me call your parents <laughs> with their credit card info you use to register for CEO. Bailey's going to call your mom. If you're starting shit. Um, Steve, do you have anything more to add to this? Well, th- this was... This was carryover from a, a Smash player uh, felt that they were harassed online. They found out that the person who was doing the harassing, or at least one of the per- people, uh, was attending CEO. They were not banned. Uh, there was a discussion with Jibaley. The player was later banned. Um I am not familiar with all of the details, um, the exact nature of the exa- of the accusation, uh, but this is sort of the follow up to that uh, within the community. Uh, Jabali writing a scolding letter, threatening to tell on your parents. Now, first of all, it's just kind of frustrating, right, to think that this is going on. Um... Can't we all be adults? You know, actually, I'm going to take a step back here. I was, uh, I don't know if you guys know, I work for a sports media company right now. Uh, and the there's been a bunch of stuff that's happened recently, especially in the gymnastics world where USA Gymnastics, I don't want to go into details, but, you know, that, that the doctor was doing some uh, inappropriate stuff and pretty horrific and he'd probably spend the rest of his life in jail. But all uh, there's a lot of different sports that are covered in, at that site. And everybody who's covering wrestling at the U.S. Open had to take a course today. I saw them all sitting there taking this course that they all had to prove that they had taken about uh, appropriate behavior and uh, how to, um, you know, um, catch, prevent, uh, call out inappropriate behavior. 
And I thought to myself, like, holy shit, I can't believe they actually have to do this. Um, and now I'm wondering, do we need to have that for the fighting game community or the Smash Dude, community? Starbucks if is doing it too. Exactly. Well, they're doing it for racial pro- profiling or something or other, but they're closing all their stores. I don't know if it's that extreme or not, or if that's just kind of a show for like, hey, everyone, look, we're doing something. See us do something about it. But I mean, I, I would hope not. I would freaking hope not. But like, I, I don't know. Is there a because, better idea? Well, we have because, you know, it's idea? like it's amplified by the current state of how quickly messages and hive mind and, uh, you know, uh, torches and all that shit gets together. Um, to where maybe before it'd be like, hey man, you're talking shit. Whereas now, it has the ability to snowball and get worse than it uh, should be otherwise. Are we in an, uh, in, a, in, a, in a state where you need to literally educate people on how not to be assholes? And include, I, I don't know, there. we're putting them on reality Street Fighter TV at this point, so I have no idea. But... Um, I mean, I don't know, I'm glad that people are getting called out. I'm glad that they're getting banned from CEO. Um, if they're if they're doing such things, I hope we don't have to like have any required courses. I don't think that will really do a whole lot, but that's kind of outside the scope of this show. Um, but like, but, but in, I don't really know what, what else to say about it personally. In general, it's like, do we need to um, teach people how to have proper hygiene? Do we need to teach people how to not be uh, bandwagon harassers? Do we like? You think no? We you shouldn't have to do that. But maybe you do. Maybe there would be some um, something that would come from that. I, I think part of it is, you know, everyone assumes that how they see something is the way everybody sees something. Um, be, the nature of the harassment was online messages through, you know, Facebook, Twitter, what have you, DMs, all that, all that stuff. If, you know, for some people, they just think of it as, oh, it's just words on the screen. But for some, it's it's constant harassment, and and the people in that first group have no idea why the people in the second group think it's a big deal. You know, it it they think that what happens on Twitter and what happens on in Twitch chat doesn't have any impact on real life. It doesn't. It's not a real por- portrayal of people in the FGC. But for a lot of people, that's the case. That's. That's how they do most of their interactions with the community. So it does matter, you know, and, and it puts TOs in a rough spot where if someone comes forward with this, you have to make a decision. You know, it, it's not like you can put people on trial. You know, you can't hire an investigator to see, you know, to compel people to testify or anything like that. You got to make a decision where if you go one way, you're, you're saying, oh, then people will say, oh, you know, he's just banning people without their word. And if, and if you go the other way, it's like, oh, he's not taking harassment seriously. So TOs are stuck between a rock and a hard place in a lot of these situations. Is it, you know, is the stream for the common man and the event holding back growth? I mean, what, what, does it even matter? Um, are, we, are we spending too much time thinking about this? Just let it rock and let it uh, work itself out naturally. Is, is Jabali's approach all you need? Um, a little public shaming? It, it, everybody responds to different things. Some people just need someone to say, hey, man, that's not cool. You know, pull yeah. them aside and that's it. Some people need to be called out. Some people need to hear what effect their actions have. You know, and some people don't respond to any of it. So there is really no one 
one size fits all approach that works for everybody. You know, you, you need to have a bunch of different approaches to weeding out a lot of this unnecessary, you know, crap. John, do you have an opinion on it at all? I mean, I don't have an answer to me. I'm like, you know, I try to have as thick spin, uh, as thick skin as possible. Um, you know, and, and just like ignore that kind of stuff. But I also haven't been under as much fire as other people. And I'm sure that I would have my own breaking point. I'd like to be able to just say, you know, like we just check all those people, you know, like give them a good elbow to the face and then have them shut up and we'll just come back and be part of the group when you can be an adult. But it's not that simple. Like Steve was saying, like it, it goes across like all these different types of people, both on the, the victim side and on the, uh, on the aggressor side. And it's like, uh, there isn't there isn't like a, a flat out, you know, cover all answer. But at the same time, this idea isn't new. Like it's new in 2018 in the sense that like we you know we have the technology to kind of do this from home and whatnot, and to to you know cyberbullying is this thing now that it wasn't there before. But like the idea of people picking on each other and being assholes is not new. And and you know we figure out systems to put people in check, and I have faith that we'll do that here too. It's just a matter of uh, of time and experience and and you know safety measures that have to get put you know in as as people do dumb stuff. We'll adapt to it, and I don't think it's going to be a huge daunting issue that looms over us for forever. I think we'll figure it out, um, but I don't have the answer right now. No. Brian yeah. says, "Wash your ass. Don't be a bitch. Hundred bits." Uh, hey. See, I, I think the difference between now and then is that now you don't have to confront somebody to mess with them. You know, it's not just in school. It, it's not just the people you see on an everyday basis. I can, I can say crap about someone who I've never met. I barely interact with, and I can get a bunch of people to follow up with that. If, if I word things a certain way. You know, I could call somebody out for a perceived slight and all of a sudden they're getting stuff for something that they didn't deserve. And then on the flip side, you know, there's people who will do that and then hide, hide behind, you know, the layer of anonymity in order to make someone's life more difficult than, than it should be. You know, it, it, it's just there. I don't see a simple answer to all of this. You know, it's something that each of us need to work on to improve and, you know, call out the behavior when we see it. But there's a lot of this behavior that isn't going to be seen. And there's a lot of this behavior that a lot of people aren't going to agree whether or not it is actually offensive or just, you know, some friendly shit talk. All right. Well, right. And we're not trying to solve that here, but uh, we are trying to say, you know, don't be assholes. Um, and that did bring me to the last topic of the night, which is I was watching um, from this NYU fighter. I think that's what it was called. Spring fighter. Spring fighter at, at NYU. At NYU. Um, they had Seth Killian, who usually does a interview series there. He interviewed Justin Wong. And he basically like took him back to day one. Justin Wong was talking about how his grandmother used to drop him off there and all that stuff. Talking about all the early days. Talking about his first memories in the fighting game community. How he saw he got good. First time he saw Street Fighter. Um... And I thought to myself, why not share a brief memory of our uh, first interactions with the fighting game community? I'll get it started. Um, I remember Fantasyland Skate Center playing, seeing, or a friend of ours, a friend of my older brother, Felipe, saying, yeah, there's this cool new game with two guys fighting. There's this character named Gulio. There's a character named Dalahasim. 
And we're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Butchering all the names. Went and played. It was great. But my first FGC experience was at the Anyone Land Center in McAllen, Texas. And I made friends that I still have to this day, including Broly um, and other guys like Must Be Hacks and others. Uh, great people down there. Mike, how about yourself? Well, I started my, uh, my fighting game career as a Smash Melee player. Played that competitively, moved on to Gears of War, <laughs> and then I pirated Street Fighter Four for the Xbox 360, and I fell in love. <laughs> and then I started actually buying the games, and I yeah. became a competitive fighting game player from there. For the for the first while, I just played at home because I didn't have any friends who really played video games at all. Most of my friends were like jocks and stuff like that. So it was like I did not play anyone live in person outside of like a couple tournaments I traveled to until I moved to Texas. Mm. And so, you know, meeting friends at UT who played and then meeting the community at UFO was my first real FGC experience. And it was years after I started playing, so pretty cool. Arcade UFO, anyone land center? Steve, you're up, pal. I, I, I guess if we want to get technical, my first FGC experience was a Smash tournament at, at Games and Go in uh, Roseville, Minnesota. Uh, this was when I knew people played Smash, but I didn't know people played Smash. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I went up there, you know, I, I got my first, I, I entered, uh, you know, they were on the stage strike thing. I didn't know how that worked. Um, uh, it, guy just looked at me funny, like, well, you're supposed to pick a stage you don't want to play on. Why do I want to do that? Let's just let me pick the one I want to play on. No, that's not how it works. Anyway, uh, my Toon Lake got bodied. Um, I didn't realize I got to play again after I lost. <laughs> but, yeah, so that happened. Um, and then I kind of got back into Street Fighter and kind of snowballed from there. So. John, I remember uh, seeing a sick-ass Goken, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And I liked your name, Velociraptor, and that's when I first heard about you, but I'm sure your story began well before then. Nope, that was, it. That was the first time. <laughs> that time that I saw you, it just happened to catch yeah. your, first, uh, your debut? Um, actually, so there is a, uh, a local kind of traditional arcade shop that opened up here in Tucson um, called Arcade in the Box, and... Um, I actually went there because they were having a Guitar Hero tournament, and I was uh, super into Guitar Hero. Um, use your imagination. It's hard, I know. but And, uh, and, and I went there, played Guitar Hero, had a lot of fun, and then um, but the, the guys were like, yeah, but our main thing here is like fighting games. And I was like, oh, you know, my friend and I just recently got that Street Fighter. Um, it was Street Fighter 4. We were playing on pad at the time, uh, Xbox 360 pad, and I was just playing Ken, and Driftwood was playing Ryu, and that was like the extent of our, our Street Fighter uh, ability and such. And um, But we came back after that and, and played in tournament, and I got like third or fourth or something like that with Goken. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, that was, that was about the beginning of it, but it was because of Guitar Hero that I ended up playing competitive Street Fighter. Right on. You know, it, it always surprises me the amount of crossover there is between FGC and rhythm games. You know, my fat ass entered some DDR tournaments. So did I. Uh, way back in the day. And there's still a few people from, from those scenes that I see, you know, still playing games. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. Dark Hollow in the chat says, I don't know if he counts because there's no FGC scene where he's at. His first time playing a fighting game when he was six years old. He went to the sea with his mother, saw an arcade with Street Fighter. She gave him a patch full of coins, played first few rounds. 
Jumpsuit Jesse, who lives in Austin now, was telling me about how they used to make coins out of the shingles of their of their roof. They would make them into the shape of coins, and they'd work at the arcade. So people Dang. have a lot of stories. Um, dude, dude, my first. If we're going that far, you know, I we went to when I was like five, five or six. We went on vacation at this one resort in Alexandria, and they had Karate Champ. And I, <laughs> me and my brother would play it. We had no idea what we were doing, but it was the most fun thing ever. And I was so happy to see that game back at Combo Breaker uh, in that arcade. That was that was the highlight of my weekend there. Guys, that brings us to the end of the show. We want to encourage you to tweet at us the stories you have from uh, your first forays into the FGC. Uh, share some of those good memories with us, and maybe we can talk about them next time. We also want to thank all these people who gave us bits. I'm going to name a few. Deltron 500, Unsung Hero 500, Third Hand Stand 300, 500, Slice of Gold 500, Optimal Bunch 235. Those are the guys who love us the most because they donate the most bits. Yeah, and all you one-bitters. I can't even see them on the list, so uh, sorry. But uh, also, shout-out to John. to John. Bitcoin? I think we have one Bitcoin and uh, one uh, Ravioli coin. Um, shout out to Mike for giving us five bits. Uh, Optimal Bunch just gave us a whole bunch more bits. Um, and Honestly, everyone who, who has donated, in all seriousness, thank you. Uh, it really does help uh, let us do continue to bring you the show that you guys allegedly love. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do appreciate it a lot. Thanks to everybody who watched. Thanks to everybody who chatted. Thanks for to give us bits. And we'll be here in one week's time. Love you, miss you. Bye. Good night, Canada. <laughs>